0: Welcome to another episode of the From the Sidelines Podcast. My name is Devin Davis and I'm here with Chad Davis and Josh Duvall. How's it going? How's it going? And we're going to be breaking down the end of the NFL season, talk about the Super Bowl, kind of recap our over-under picks, um, see what we got right. Yeah, yeah. See what we got right, see what we got wrong. Uh, You know, just kind of recap the NFL season, see what's up. We might talk some bachelor. You never know. You never know. We don't have Noah here, so nobody to stop us. Nobody, <laughs> nobody to pour some cold water on our parade. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll jump right into kind of where we left off with the NFL postseason. Uh, get some reflections on the conference championship games and, of course, the Super Bowl. Josh, you got anything?
1: Well, let's get into the Super Bowl since we've yet to talk about that on the pod. Congratulations to Kansas City and their Chiefs on winning the 2020 Super Bowl. That's pretty
2: awesome. Um, Kansas City, Missouri or Kansas? Missouri. Ah, just kind of clear that that up for some people out there. Yep.
1: But but congratulations to Kansas City for their big win. Andy Reid, definitely well-deserved. What do you guys think about that game and the outcome?
2: Actually turned out to be a really good game. At first, I wasn't really a fan. It's just kinda kinda bland. Mahomes was sucking early on. Wasn't didn't really know how to beat that Niners defense. I think his longest longest completion was like nine yards at halftime. I don't know. Just made that up. Uh but 49ers were able to control the time of possession in the first half. Uh but the halftime show was a snooze fest. Whew. I thought it was better than last year's at least. <laughs> And then Mahomes turned it up in the second half, came back from down two scores, threw a bomb to Hill on like third and 19, which changed the game. And then the 49ers just lost their identity, choked away the game, got away from their game plan, let Jimmy Garoppolo take the game into his hands, which is just not not what got them there. And, you know, Raheem Mostert, Josh's favorite running back, best running back in the NFL. Uh, Limited carries in the second half, so... Big Chiefs fan. So glad they won. Go, Patty.
0: Yeah, the game was pretty entertaining overall, though. It was competitive throughout. Um, impressive plays on both sides of the ball. And then Mahomes turned on the magic in the fourth quarter, and there was really nothing 49ers could do. Uh, what do you, I, I, think, I think the play that I want to focus on the most is the third and 15 play with the 40-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill. I feel like that was definitely the point where all the momentum shifted. And the game really just turned, and that's really just when KC felt like they were going to take control and win. When you let Tyreek Hill get that wide open all the way downfield. I mean, I don't know what what you want, but Robert Sala's going to probably would like to have that play back. But, I mean, I definitely think that Kansas City had a really good game plan coming in. And then San Francisco was able to match it, and they really kept Mahomes controlled throughout the first three quarters. uh, Mm -hmm. And were able to get solid offense, but... They just couldn't punch it into the end zone enough times, and eventually choked in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. That was a big momentum shift. I mean the the Chiefs outscored the Forty Nine ers twenty one to zero in the fourth quarter. That's nuts. I mean that that's that's a lot. That's a lot of work to do within one quarter. So the fact that they pulled that off was unbelievable. And I feel like after that that hill or that that play with Tyree Kill, you know, Forty Nine ers. I guess that's when the Chiefs. Started just getting hot, and the 49ers just started getting mad. <laughs> I mean, they—they just—it looks like they gave up almost. But
0: it's just—it's just Kyle Shanahan and the second half of Super Bowls. That's all it is. Yeah.
2: And that's also what they did in every single game they played in the playoffs. They got down big, and then they went on a huge run. Only took one quarter to do so. And how about Sammy Watkins though? His production. Burned Richard Sherman on the in route. Is the double saying net that d- much? Not the in route. The double was it a double move or what did he do with the line of scrimmage? He did something where he went like Ooh. <laughs> I don't
1: know I'll just say what the you're in, talking about. Just a little hesitation and then went around him. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. The receiving threats for uh, Casey were definitely probably one of the main factors that swung the game. They were able to keep drives alive with some big third down conversions, and then Kelsey eventually found the end zone. Uh, So it was a pretty competitive game and definitely excited to see what happens headed into next season.
1: All right, well, let's get into some preseason over-under picks that we made for the NFL. Needless to say, it was not good. Um, Very, very bad. Um, Let's get it started with some of our locks. Going to start out with the Cleveland Browns. We had Devin with a lock for the over.
0: Yeah, the Cleveland Browns were... uh, Atrocious to say the least, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's some, a good word. some some might even say they were assaulting players on the field.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I just think the fact that Freddie Kitchens was the head coach just really undermined everything that they'd built up to this point, and then complement that with the fact that Baker Mayfield regressed this season. They just were not able to click on offense really. I mean, they had that impressive like week two win against the Ravens, threw everybody off the scent, but they just never could get going. And then when you got the dysfunction that is Miles Garrett at the end of that Steelers game, I just the, it was just not meant to be for the Browns. And hopefully I learned my mess- lesson going into the offseason hype next year. Poorly coached, poorly
2: disciplined. You had OBJ requesting teams during pregame come get me like it's that's just that whole organization just might as well just give up
1: well if you're dumb enough to wear a tens of thousand dollar watch on your wrist while playing football then uh probably not gonna work out josh is still stuck on that watch watch candle boom roasted all right let's get into our next lock which was an under for me and Noah, and that was for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was correct. We actually got that one right. They did finish under, and I will say I was a little bit
0: scared at points because of G. Minshew, uh, our guy. Yeah, we unanimously went under for Jacksonville, and it was pretty easy as that.
2: You had Josh Allen making the Pro Bowl as a rookie. Unfortunately, no one else was good,
0: but... I mean, DJ Chark came on. uh, definitely, Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think they'll do next year? Do you think they'll run with G. Minshew or Nick Foles? I'd hate to not
2: play Nick Foles based off what they're paying him. Right. But I feel like G. Minshew, you got to develop him because he probably has the higher ceiling. I agree. And back on DJ Chark, he was, I'm sure, on the waiver wire in most fantasy leagues at week one. Probably went undrafted and finished at 16th in wide receivers in fantasy, so...
1: All right. Well, let's go on to our next uh, next prediction, which was a very bad one. Very bad one. We were all completely wrong, and it was the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh,
2: we all said they would go over, and they, they went under. And not only that, but they also finished last in the division. You hate to see it. Imagine finishing worse than the Broncos and the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad,
1: though. I mean, Raiders suck, so... I mean, how, how do you do that? How do you do that? They were literally they they were projected ten wins or not ten? No, that's uh,
2: wait, were they? Yeah, 10, yeah. 10, 10, 10 wins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they were projected ten wins. How do you do that? That's ridiculous. Uh, Phil Rivers was atrocious, and so was the offensive line.
0: Right. I, mean, I don't have any regrets on that pick. They had like what the worst record in one-score games, a couple a couple inches and little little changes to those game scripts and I could easily see them living up to the living up to that 10 win number so uh, that's one I'm fine losing especially with some of the other bad calls I made but
1: well let's get into another bad call we made Devin with the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl winners we all went under and they indeed finished over
0: yeah what were we thinking I really don't know we really went over 10 for the Chargers, but under 10 and a half for the Chiefs. Do we really think the Chargers Ch- were going to win the division?
2: Allegedly, yes. Wow. I, lo- I want to lose sleep over it because I want to cry.
0: Yeah, I apologize for that horrendous yeah. opinion. Oh, yeah. Who gave <laughs> us an opinion? All right. And for our next
1: lock, we had Noah with the lock for the over for the Los Angeles Rams. Ah, another one we were all wrong about. <laughs> we all took the over, and Noah locked the over and they indeed got the under. Hey Noah, how do you feel about that pick? Uh pretty dope. That was Noah. That was Noah. I mean. <laughs>
0: There's Noah. Guest drill. appearance, guest appearance, Noah. Nice little cameo for you guys.
1: Yeah, I mean that one I feel I felt good about that pick. I thought the Rams were gonna be much better than they were this year, but you know, they had a lot of a lot of things going on, you know,
2: Todd Gurley. I mean, it wasn't the same team as the year before, so. And you had the Niners and the Seahawks just battling for that division anyway, so the Rams were pretty much just irrelevant. Right, right.
1: All right, let's go on to our next lock for the Seattle Seahawks, and that is Chad, who locked the under. And all of us... Yet again, we picked the under, and guess what
2: happened? <laughs> they went over. Sorry, Russ. Why did I doubt you? I will never. I will never know.
0: Yeah, on the other side of the coin of the Chargers, this is another one that I'll be fine losing. They had the best record in one-score games, so you easily flip those two teams, and we're looking a lot better on our predictions, honestly. So, I guess they, it just comes down to superior quarterback play. <laughs> you mean you got Phil Rivers. Versus Russ, trying to win a ball game at the end of the fourth. It's just, it's just that simple. They barely beat the Bengals week one. That, that that should tell you something about the Seahawks season right there.
2: Uh-huh.
0: All
1: right. Going on to our next lock was me with the 49ers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, we all went under. I locked the under. And guess who made an appearance in the Super Bowl this year? The 49ers. I wow. Who you would guess the- that? Who would have guessed that? That That's unbelievable to me. Josh, why would you make such an out, outrageous pick? Uh, maybe because I didn't think they were good. <laughs> but guess what? They're gosh dang one of the best. On to our next lock was Devin with the over for the Saints. We all went over on that one, and we all indeed finished over.
0: Look, that's a, there's a change. Yeah, pick the teams with the good quarterbacks, eh? Is that is that, that simple? I mean, Taysom Hill, best quarterback in the league, right? Yeah, I was like,
2: Breeze who? Taysom
0: Hill all the way. <laughs> Even Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, yeah. what, 5-0 oh or 6-0 and oh whenever uh, Breeze was out with the fractured thumb? So, I mean, I got a little bit nervous when Breeze got hurt, but they didn't skip a beat. And, I mean, I don't need them to win playoff games. I don't need them to beat the mediocre Vikings. I just need I just need them to win 11 regular season games. They got the job done, and we will take it every day.
2: Yeah, that first game against the Falcons, that just completely derailed their entire season. What a train wreck that game was.
0: Yeah, that's when I, that's when I knew that the Saints were probably frauds and not not living up to the the hype they were getting early in the season.
2: Uh two teams I want to go back to that were in hindsight the freest of money. Bengals over/under was 6 and the Ravens was at 8. We got the Bengals, right? That was yeah. easy.
1: That was, that was very easy. easy. They were very god easy. awful this year. I mean, they well, at least they got the first pick. Maybe they'll get uh, Joe Burrow.
0: I would hope so. You can never. You never know with the Cincinnati front office, but one would hope.
1: And as far as the Ravens go, uh, we were all very wrong about the Ravens. They were insane this year. Lamar Jackson was an absolute stud. We all took the under. They definitely got the over. So. But choked in the playoffs because lack of experience. To the Titans, too. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. The GOAT. The best Tannehill. team in the NFL. That's ridiculous. That still blows my mind. Plus 100 passing yards. Yeah. Um, Derek Henry.
0: All right, so just to recap uh, our total scores. We had a three-way tie for first, don't you? like? Don't you guys love to see that? Chad... Josh and Noah. Finished tied at top the leaderboard at eleven and a half points. Uh I came in last. We won't talk about that. Uh we'll go <laughs> ahead and we'll go ahead and move on to something much more pertinent. Uh
2: how much did you get? What, nine? Nine and
0: a half? Nine and a half, yeah. yeah there half.
1: you go. Out of thirty. I wouldn't be confident, Chad. We got eleven out of thirty. Uh, eleven and a half. I never so, win in
2: these situations. Let me have big, my moment.
1: Big fat L's for all of us. De- but Devin had the biggest deal, so.
0: I <laughs> have not in my bank account though. I still managed to win my bets. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately.
2: <laughs> <that>
0: <laughs> Josh, uh, Josh, did you win any? Ah, no, it doesn't look like it. Yeah. Nope.
2: He already paid up. Yeah, my Venmo'd you.
1: All right, let's talk about a let's talk about a popular TV show, uh, The Bachelor. Uh, I haven't talked about it at all this this season. Uh, lots going on. Pilot Pete. Got a lot of dramatic girls, tons happening. I mean, I, it's 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 crazy. What do you what do you guys what do you guys think?
0: I mean, I just don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems to me, it seems to me, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be dating thirty women, you just need one. You just need one to work out. That's all you need. You don't need two. You don't need three. No, you just need one, and that one is standing in front of you, next to next to an SUV. And you decide to put her in that SUV and send her home. Far be it for me to uh, criticize any decision, but uh, Victoria F. over Kelly is... I applaud you. That's really, really thinking with uh, the wrong head.
1: Yeah, that was kind of a, a, a bad decision there. I mean... They, they, they what? I mean, what? I mean, literally, Victoria F. was sitting there like... Oh, I'm scared, I'm, I'm gonna leave, I mean, you're gonna
0: send me home. I don't know what to do.
1: Literally, literally in the top I don't six. I
2: wanna go home, but I also do wanna go home, but I don't know what I want, but I don't
0: You're know. always in a mood.
2: Yeah.
1: Here's the thing, here's the thing, you don't talk about, like, going home, you talk about, you know, your love. I saw Hannah Ann, she had that list, Reason, lists of reasons she loved Peter amazing amazing that's what you gotta do you gotta do the cute stuff you gotta talk to them about life about the things you're interested in you know you don't talk about other people you don't talk about other people that's the worst thing you can do you saw tammy do it you saw mckenna do it kelsey done it somehow she's still stuck around i don't know how that's happened but um but you see all these girls do they've been sent home you know you saw the old tammy and mckenna thing hate both of them but they both got sent home and the champagne thing, you know, she should have been sent home first night. I mean, she, what? She that literally. The, that was the upset of the season, right there. Oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, Anna Ann saw some champagne sitting there, nobody around. I would do the exact same thing. I'd be like, "Oh, hey, the producers gave us some champagne. Let's sit down and have a nice conversation." Here comes girls like, "No, why don't you take my champagne. You so stupid." Da da da. And I'm like. Peter, she did this in front of you, so clearly she, they go, bye-bye. But Peter was like, oh, no, see see you, Hannah, and I don't care about you anymore. I care about Kelsey, so we're going to go have our champagne. And Kelsey decides to dump it all over herself. Two red flags right there. Doesn't know how to drink. (laughs) Doesn't know how to drink like a normal person. Doesn't know how to act like a normal person. But guess what? She's now in the top four.
0: Possible bachelorette Uh, nominee,
1: eh? I'm out. out (laughs) skipping that season
0: no but
2: going back to victoria f i was out on her from her stupid joke from getting out of the limo whatever it was i don't remember what it was i just know remember thinking it was stupid and this this girl is really dumb and really give me a really bad vibe and it's only gotten worse as the season goes on but yet my man pilot pete over here is gonna keep victoria f Even though she's clearly the most dramatic, she cries for no reason, she doesn't know anything, and, okay, cool. Yeah,
1: but, I mean, in his defense, like, I'd say at least 90% of those girls were involved in some sort of drama. Really, the only two that weren't were Madison and Kelly. Madison, she's going to win. She has to be a clear-cut winner, clear-cut winner, beautiful, awesome personality, like, only one that stayed out of the drama. Kelly, well, she stayed out of the drama too, but she, she was a little bit weird. She was a little bit weird to me, but she was definitely definitely better than a lot of those other girls because she stayed out of the drama. But I think clear cut winner here is Madison for sure.
0: Yeah, Madison's definitely the move. I mean, I don't know what else you would want, but I mean, hey, teach their own. And then Kelly was Kelly was all something was always off. was always something always rubbed me the wrong way. It struck me as a little bit arrogant which I wasn't particularly a fan of, but I feel like she was definitely one of the more mature women on the season, and Peter just wasn't interested in fun or no drama, so.
1: Yeah, she was. She definitely has some arrogance to her. I mean, that last episode, she laid down on the couch. and was like, oh, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> These kids don't do anything. And I'm just like, I, I don't know about you, but that, that kind of attitude kind of, well, X
2: for me. Um, yep. Y'all didn't like that. I kind of liked it. I mm-hmm. mean, we got we got nothing from her all season, and then we we finally got something to talk about. Kelly. I don't know. I liked it, and it was even more funny when she got sent home over two kids. She's like, "Oh, I'm a lawyer. I'm mature, and I'm clearly the obvious choice." No, we're just going to pick these two more attractive women. So
1: I don't know. I like Canaan. She was nice. I feel like her. Her time with Peter was definitely well spent. She made that list. That was really that really, really good. Really good move by her. Victoria F though. I don't know what he, I still don't know what he was thinking. I mean He really brought her to the SUV like, well Here's your Rose. Here's your Rose, yeah. Like <laughs> What? So he kinda gave her some false hope, but I I will say that I am excited for Bachelor in Paradise this season too though. I mean, think about some of the some guys from Hannah, Hannah's season that could potentially be on it, you know, like Tyler, uh, you know, any of those other guys. Um, think about all these insane girls from Peter. What?
0: What? Those dudes have already been on.
1: Well, not all of them. Oh, you had a Matt Donald, guy who left first night. Ooh. Dylan, Mike. Dylan and Mike, yeah. John Paul Jones, JPJ the there's other still, annoying dude cam yeah there's still some there's still some other guys left though i mean you know tyler 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 could go on it that'd be that'd be that'd be some some interesting interesting entertainment there but for sure oh yeah okay yeah Devin, okay okay devin's right, devin's all, right. The, all the dudes are okay well let's forget about I had a season let's talk about peter season how about mckenna and tammy they're definitely going to be back on there they're definitely going to be in some more drama I mean, every single girl from Peter's season has some sort of drama. So if you throw them all up, throw them all onto one little private, whatever you call it, private little beach, they're hot, they don't have any air conditioning, all they're doing is drinking, they're going to be yelling
2: and screaming at each other constantly. That's going to be hilarious. I want to know what lipstick, lip gloss McKenna uses that tastes so good. Oh, my
1: God. Every time she's sitting in the row ceremony, she's trying to like lick her whole face. She's literally like <laughs> a dog. She's like, I don't think she does she bathe like or does she clean herself? Because she's literally licking like her cheeks, her nose, her chin, trying to get up to her eyeballs. Like, I don't know what she's doing.
2: But yeah, I going back to Madison, I think it's very clear that she is the move. Uh, she is a baller, if nothing else. Like, come on. But uh, I want to know what you guys are thinking on who his mom is talking about in the previews. She's like, she's got tears in her eyes, so dramatic. She's like, don't let her go, bring her home. That's clearly Madison, isn't it? Like,
1: I would say so, but um, a lot of people are theorizing that it's Hannah Brown. Ooh, she shot her shot back in episode two, and now she's back to take her man. I I mean I think that'd be definitely uh definitely be entertaining, but I think I think her mom's talking about uh I think his mom is talking about Madison right there, for sure because you know his mom already met Madison during their first one on one went well, you know they seemed to get along and it just seemed like it just seemed perfect. Um, also Marcus Lee, <laughs> he was there I think yeah. saw him in the background. How does he know Peter? I don't know. That's cool though. Um, but yeah I think it's Madison so.
0: I have to agree, yep.
2: All right, for our last segment in this episode, we're going to get back to used-to-be recurring segment from the mailbag. We've got two questions here that we got time for. First one, what are the chances Tom Brady leaves the Patriots, and if so, what team does he go to?
1: I'd say pretty unlikely. I mean, they've rolled with him for this long. He's got a great relationship with Belichick. Clearly, I don't think I don't see them giving him up uh, at all. I think he's going to stay there. And but I mean, if they were to happen on um, the very unlikely chance that I think I don't I don't honestly don't know. <laughs> Buccaneers, <laughs> they could use a quarterback. I mean, you don't want a guy who throws thirty touchdowns and along with thirty interceptions, so.
0: Yeah, I expect uh, Brady to stay with New England, uh, but the possible lo- location that I would be worried about is the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, yeah. Phillip Rivers yeah, they, leaving. Yeah, they moved on from Phillip Rivers, and they're going to be opening this new stadium coming up, so they could definitely use anyone to get, get some people in L.A. to actually show up that are not rooting for the, the, the other team.
2: <laughs> That's big facts. Big market. Yeah, I think that's probably the favorite landing spot. Next one real quick. With Zion back and John Morant performing at the level he is, which rookie do you think is having the bigger impact on his team so far this season? I think
1: both of them are playing very well, exceptional. I think they're the two clear front runners for Rookie of the Year. They're both doing great. But as far as impact goes, I gotta go with John Morant because without John Morant, that Grizzlies team will not be what they are. But if you take Zion out of the Pelicans, I mean Brandon Ingram, he's an All Star. Lonzo's been stepping up. You know, he's actually got a couple of guys around him that have been performing decent and performing well. As, but as far as John Morant goes, I mean he's he's taken on a big workload, and I think he's he's been the more uh, he's he's made the bigger bigger impact. But you know, I think. As far as the rookie of the year race goes, I feel like I could go to either one.
2: Yeah, I think uh John Morant single-handedly has the Grizzlies in the playoffs right now at the All-Star break. Right. <laughs> now, I doubt they will hold on to it. I, I just don't see that happening, but I mean, so far they're over 500. They're in a tough West and they're the 8 seed, so
0: I think I'm going to go Zion here. I mean, we saw that for way too many nationally televised games oh. how bad the Pelicans were before Zion arrived. And in the 10 games he's played, he's already he's at a PER of 25. I mean, when you compare that with Jaw, who's at a PER of 18, I mean, Zion's definitely a more efficient player in that aspect. And then, I mean, Zion's also getting more usage than Jaw has all season by about 4%, so I mean, I guess, I mean, it's a smaller sample for Zion, of course, and he's still acclimating to the NBA, but, I mean, when you think about his first 10 games in the league, he's definitely made it a humongous impact for the Falcons. Oh, yeah, double
1: digits every game. 20-plus every game, but, like, two, so he's he's, he's got a good impact, too. 29 points per
0: 36.
2: That's, that's insane. Just got to stay on the court. Oh my knee, god! Need those knees to hold up? I he's, <laughs> he's
1: ridiculous. Did you see the way he pushed Stephen Adams and like backed him down in the paint? Like that's ridiculous. I don't know. Just the fact that this 19-year-old, it's like close to 300 pounds. It's just that's unbelievable.
2: He's he's definitely a, a rare specimen. But Stephen Adams made a half-court shot in that game.
1: Oh yeah, the one-handed. It looks it looks. It didn't even look like he threw it. Like it looked so weird. He threw it so slow yet somehow the ball just went across the court. I was like, What?
0: <laughs> he put no effort into it.
1: This is his first career three pointer as well. Nice. <clears throat> the
2: warrior, the Warriors are twelve and forty three. <clears> oh, <throat> what was that? Whew, something was in my throat. I don't think. And the
1: it'll, it'll last this year, but next year want Steph and Clay are back. They got Andrew Wiggins now, they're gonna
2: be back to the same old Warriors. Great landing spot for Wiggins, by the way. Really is, it really is, yeah. Last place in the West.
1: <clears throat> Alright. Well, since it's Valentine's Day, there's a lot of love going around. A lot lots of lots of feelings in the air. And something that we love here at FTS, SeatGeek. Alright. We love SeatGeek with all of our hearts. And let me tell you, we 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 love you guys too. Put those two things together. There's so much love there. All right. So make sure you go use our code FTS Pod on SeatGeek and get twenty dollars off your first purchase, and then we'll love you forever.
0: Yeah, if you if you're looking for a Valentine, just just use that code FTS Pod and you got you got four of them right here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that does it for another episode of the From the Sidelines podcast. If you want to have your email read on from the mailbag, be sure to send us a question to the FTS pod at gmail.com or send us a DM on Twitter or Instagram at theftspod. Also be sure to check out our recent episodes on the From the Sidelines NBA feed and From the Sidelines MLB and Fantasy feed. We broke down our thoughts on the NBA trade deadline, previewed All-Star weekend, and uh, just kind of talked about the NBA season up to this point. And then we gave a little, gave a little preseason outlook about the fantasy baseball all season gave some players we love some breakouts some bust um so we talked about a few dudes that we like and don't like heading into this upcoming draft season so be sure to check those out get your nba and mlb fix and let us know what you guys think bye, everybody. bye, everybody.
2: bye everybody.